This is Jason Christoph, Podcast 44. It is August the 9th, and today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to go over some mind control examples. Now, I've become familiar with the mind control area of study because I'm a self-sabotage coach, and I'm going to be having an event coming up in October where... I'm going to teach you how to get over your own self-sabotage. And that has a lot to do with mind control. And we're going to go over some aspects of mind control today. But the only reason I know so much about psychology and mind control is because I used to be in the exercise and health and wellness field. And it was obvious that there was something that was infecting my clients by which they had a real hard time getting in shape or losing weight or reversing their diseases. It was obvious they really wanted to. And I found out later that that was the conscious mind. Now, the conscious mind doesn't really have a lot of control of the behavior. You can wish all at once, and you know, I'll clearly describe that in the event I'm coming. that's going to be coming up in October. But the conscious mind was the part of the mind talking to me. My clients would say, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to you know, reverse my eczema, I want to reverse my asthma, I want to reverse my type 2 diabetes, or even type 1. And um, it all sounded great until they tried to put rubber to the road. It's an invisible ceiling there. Now that invisible ceiling uh, is a particular, is located in a particular part of the brain called the subconscious, which we're not taught anything about. So what I did as a health coach you know, I felt bad. I was taking hundreds of dollars per hour to train these people. I didn't feel like I was getting any satisfaction from it. Of course, my clients weren't getting anywhere near where they wanted to go. I mean, some of them would because they were sort of indirectly or unknowingly in charge of their subconscious mind. But for the vast majority, there's that invisible glass ceiling there. They couldn't become richer. They couldn't have better relationships. They couldn't have better self-talk. They really felt afraid being thin. They felt afraid being disease-free inside a disease society. And I just said, look, I can't do this anymore. I said that to myself. So I started trying to study what was going on with these people like yeah obviously on a logical level on a rational level being healthy and wealthy and wise was a seemed like a a (laughs) no-brainer it seemed like most people would be like yeah i really want to do that so consciously yeah they really wanted to do that subconsciously which is a part of the brain they're not familiar with um they had a real hard time, and I was determined to help them overcome that. So I went back to the drawing board, started studying behavioral science, neuroscience, psychology, trauma-based mind control, ancient forms of mind control, new forms of mind control, which oddly enough are just like the ancient ones. And I'm like, okay. So I thought I knew what I was doing, so I went back to my clients And we didn't really focus too much on the diet anymore or the exercise or the healthy habits. We merely took a reprogramming route to change the subconscious, a part of the brain they didn't know anything about. And because they didn't know anything about it, I was 
reprogramming it at will. They didn't really know what was going on. I, I explained it to them the best I could. And before you know it, yeah, they were correcting themselves. I had somehow, uh, through my studies and research, somehow rewritten the invisible ongoing recordings that play in their subconscious mind, which controls our behavior, which controls our outcomes in life. And they were getting way better results than just addressing their diet and their exercise. Their relationships got better too. Their wealth got better. They were able to get serious about whatever issue they wanted to. I taught them to say, I taught them to focus on one particular issue, told them how to, and taught them how to reprogram in that area. And I, I was baffled. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is really important stuff. You, you can make a fortune this stuff of course i'm money oriented because i'm a guy but i was like this is I, I was satisfied that they were getting the results they want but i also know that great results means yeah i'm giving lots of extra value they're going to get exactly what they want at a budget they can predict so when i do this course coming up in october it's going to be a lot cheaper it's going to be at a price that everybody can afford but let's go over some examples so that you can kind of wrap your head around it. I don't have any real concrete details right now about the course, but if you want to go to jchristoff.com and you spell my name Christ with an OFF on the end, and J is just the one letter J, so jchristoff.com, scroll down the page a little bit, the email opt-in box will appear. Drop your email in there. If you want to get wealthy, get healthy. And I use this technology to reprogram myself every day. And I use the same technology on myself to recognize and watch my behavior, my self-sabotaging behavior. It likes to dress up in different disguises, trying to fool me, trying to make me poor, <laughs> trying to make me out of shape, trying to make me screw up my life because that part of the brain doesn't like change. It doesn't like to do anything other than to be mediocre and to fit in and to be average and aim for the middle. So when you try to become better on any level whatsoever, the subconscious is like, hey, 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 where are you going? It's not so safe being awesome in a mediocre society. And that's how this part of the brain operates. Now, this part of the brain as well, this is the part of the brain I'm going to teach you about in the, in the upcoming course. And like I said, you want some information on that, just go to jchristoff.com, drop your email in. But this part of the brain that's responsible for our self-sabotage, um, it's basically this part of the brain is what produces our behavior. So our subconscious is, let's say, a director, like a Hollywood scriptwriter, the director-producer of our movie called Life. And it tells us what to do, and it tells us through the conscious mind. So the conscious mind is more like the actor and the subconscious, which you don't even know exists, and you don't know how it works. It determines your behavior through very particular pathways, which are very predictable. And it pushes your behavior forward to your conscious mind. And none of this works unless you, as a human believes that you make your own behavior up. 
the brain complex is well aware that none of this horse and pony show can go ahead unless you believe you're making up your behavior when the science and the research shows that's not the case whatsoever. And your subconscious gets its behavioral cues or behavioral instructions from the environment. So your subconscious controls your behavior. Your conscious mind acts it out, believing you're making everything up as you go, which you're not. And it's the environment that programs the subconscious. So to change the subconscious programming, which in turn will change your behavior, you have to change your environment. Now, the people who rule us, the people who uh, are called government and media, medicine and science, uh, newspapers, magazines, Hollywood film, newscasts, the people who control all that know how this part of the brain works and they program you for complete disaster. Now let's take some examples of how the environment controls the behavior of the people who are observing that environment. So again, you're not in control of your behavior. Your eyes look out. Your subconscious looks out through your eyes and your ears, scanning the environment. And then judging from what it sees in the environment, it determines your behavior on your behalf, pushes it to your conscious mind, which acts it out. And your conscious mind, which is the part of the brain you're listening to this podcast with, and the part of the brain you talk with, that part of the brain is tricked in perpetuity to, to believe that it's really smart and it's determining your behavior as you go along. And that, that's, like I said, that's not the case whatsoever. So let's take some examples here. There's something called the Cosby Show. I think it ran from 1989, I believe, the Cosby Show. It was with Bill Cosby. He was a African-American doctor. His name was Mr. Huxtable, Dr. Huxtable. And his wife was Claire Huxtable, and she was an African-American lawyer. During the nine-year run of the Cosby Show, African-American enrollment in medical school and in uh, law school went up 19%. And that that is a, the thing about how your subconscious mind works is that if it's giving something positive in the environment, it produces positive behaviors. I'm not saying being a medical doctor or a lawyer is positive behavior, but there was an increase in activity in academia based on the environment, it was a very well-watched show. And because it was African-American, uh, the story of African-American family, a lot of African-Americans would watch it. And that show proved what we already know about the subconscious mind, that the subconscious does not know the difference between reality and a screen. The subconscious mind scans the environment at a very ferocious rate determining what is safe for you to act out and what is not safe by watching the Cosby show. It determined that to fit best into the tribe it was observing, again, not knowing the difference between a screen and real life, to fit in best, it would basically 
mimic and mirror and emulate what was on the screen, which was African-American achievement and academia, in particular medical achievement, medical doctorates through university and legal uh, graduation, graduating from law school. Again, up 19%. And are human farmers who are aware of this effect? I'm not too sure how the show got on there in the first place. That's why it was canceled. There was some decreasing audience, uh, you know, viewership. But it, the positive effect on the African-American community really got the attention of our very conspiratorial and evil and immoral human farmers in Hollywood. Again, we've said before that in ancient times, Merlin would have a wand. Merlin the magician had a wand that was made out of a particular wood. It was made from wood from a holly tree. So when we want to do magic in the ancient past, we would always want our magic wand forged from Hollywood. And that's where we get the, the, the word Hollywood today, where magic is being invoked and cast upon the unknowing public, not knowing that you, who you are, what you believe, what you act out, your traditions, your customs and rituals do not come from your logical analysis of the environment. What you, when you got married, who you married, what job you got, what clothes you wear, that's determined by your subconscious mind, which is programmed by the environment. That's why they advertise all the time to influence your subconscious mind. And the Cosby Show, with its increase in African-American enrollment in medical school and in law school, we see the firm and, con firm and confirmed and documented research behind influencing and controlling people's behavior. That's why it's called mind control. The people who watched the show were mind controlled um, in, in many ways to attend medical school, mimicking Dr. Huxtable, and then wanting to go to law school, mimicking Claire Huxtable. So what, in Hollywood, we, they know that the phrase is, what's on the screen will be on the street in no time flat. Uh, this is why the Cosby show was canceled, and they called that the Cosby effect, with the increase in academic achievement in the black community during the nine-year run of the Cosby show. This sort of stuff is usually buried and hidden from the public because they don't want you to know how the magic show occurs. The magic show occurs because psych psychology shows you are not in control of your behavior. It is the behavior is set into you by the environment. And then the, the after the Cosby show was canceled, there was a massive, even lower enrollment than prior to the Cosby show. Basically, African-American enrollment in the uh, medical schools or higher academic achievement like law schools it just fell right off the table and they call this the little wayne effect that's what they started to call that after it was deemed that i believe by a professor of psychology at santa clara university a man a professor 
who has his doctorate in psychology by the name of Dr. Jerry Croth. So it's J-E-R-R-Y, Croth is K-R-O-T-H, and he has some very interesting videos on YouTube about psychology so that you know how your brain can be hacked. Now, if you know how your brain can be hacked like this, number one, you can stop it from being hacked in a negative way, but you can also reprogram it, and that's why I'm going to be teaching people in my upcoming program. Uh, maybe let's go into a second example. I won't make this too long. There's a second example. Uh, there was a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds. It's with Angelina Jolie and <clears throat> Nicolas Cage. I don't remember what year it was. I know I saw it when I was young, and it was a movie about car theft. I believe uh, Nicolas Cage's character had a younger brother who was in trouble with the local mob. And in order to get Nicolas Cage's brother off the hook, Nicolas Cage, an old car thief, had to come to the forefront and agree with the mobster that Nicolas Cage would get back into the car theft business and steal a hundred of the most rare cars in the area. And so basically the entire movie was about car theft. And there was some positive reinforcement of the car theft because, of course, Nicolas Cage, after stealing all the cars, um, he got the girl. He got Angelina Jolie. And that sort of positive reinforcement and repetition, if you want to hack the subconscious mind, you go with positive reinforcement on sexual level, on a perceived authority level, on a celebrity level, and you go with repetition. So we have a hundred car thefts. You're getting a hundred car thefts imprinted into the subconscious. It's been proven you can change behavior of the unknowing mind control victim. You can imprint a new behavior based on two repetitions. There was a hundred car thefts in the movie. Um, not all of them were played out, but I'm not. There was definitely more than two filmed, and that means car theft was definitely imprinted in the subconscious mind. And in Burnaby, B.C., Canada, a province and city within my country of Canada, as soon as Gone in 60 Seconds was released in the theater, car theft was up, you know, between 50 and 60 percent in the week following. And a lot of people would just think, oh, what a coincidence. Isn't that kind of weird? Well, it doesn't matter if they're trying to make you wear masks, trying to make you get a vaccine, trying to make you pay for your own indoctrination at a university or college where they're not going to teach you anything of value, microwaving your food, getting a mercury teeth filling, getting a root canal. Everything I just mentioned there will make your life worse, will make your health worse, will make you a less vital human being. Smoking, drinking, wine, smoking marijuana, you know, people can't believe that. This is, this is what mind control is all about, folks. Repetition. Repetition and endorsement from authority, endorsement from celebrity, and your behavior, whatever you're doing, if you don't know how this works, I don't care what you're doing, where you're working, what you're wearing, you would have that behavior implanted into you. And that's why it's very important to learn about how this 
this programming operates in number one you can see it happening in real time and number two you can program your own mind using the same repetition and you can re program it for greatness just like say the Cosby effect was used in sort of a pseudo positive way driving people driving some um, some black people in North America to enroll in medical school or law school, I, of course, don't think we need any extra medical doctors unless they learn how to make people healthy. And, of course, lawyers are sort of in the same boat. We need more people realizing how this control grid works. Um, the legal system usually just protects the corrupt elite, and the medical system, as it is right now, is there to cut, poison, and burn you back into the Stone Age. So we can use this sort of technology any way we wish. All we need to do is start programming ourselves with positive imagery and this sort of technology to throw us down the evolutionary ladder into the you know into the abyss is is all that's on the tv so everything on the movie screen everything we see is violent everything we see is over sexualized everything we see is dark and it's all, it's all death imagery which has a very very negative and very very particular effect on the subconscious mind and i will get into the very odd effects more odd than you could ever imagine inside my course that i'm going to be it's only going to be a four-hour course two separate sundays two hours each and if you miss it if you register and miss it i'm going to email it to you as well so you'll have a copy you can always go back to and i'm going to make sure to teach you everything i know about overcoming your own relationship wealth, health, and inner self-dialogue based self-sabotage so that you can live a better life and that you can see when outside forces are trying to use repetition and perceived authority and celebrity and, you know, government endorsement to make you act out and adapt behavior and adopt behavior that has no benefit for you whatsoever. I'll give one more example. If you watch Disney movies, whether it's Bambi or The Lion King or Finding Nemo. You'll see like in Finding Nemo, the mother was eaten by a shark, I believe, or another fish. And in Bambi, uh, the mother was, I think it was burnt in a fire. Even Dumbo, I think one of Dumbo's parents, I think the dad was missing. And then I think the mother of Dumbo was killed. Lion King, definitely the father was killed. And if you go back in any sort of Disney release that's aimed at children, you will see that this is what happens, is that the child is always framed in the situation as one parent or both parents are dead. The child is an orphan and, you know, there might be a wicked stepmother or wicked stepfather. And there's very particular documented and researched impacts. And that is why those sort of subconscious, repetitive, negative death cult imagery is driven into our children. If you knew what that did to your child's brain and how your subconscious is designed to copy whatever it sees and in a very weird way. So you might think, okay, you're telling me that um, 
my son is going to see the Lion King, the dad king, killed by uh, Scar, the, the, you know, the jealous brother. And um, my son's going to mirror and emulate and mimic that, like the Gone in 60 Seconds uh, example that you gave? How is my son or daughter going to take in that stimuli and environmental information, process it through the subconscious mind? How is that going to change my child's behavior? Well, number one, your child is going to be scared, going to be fearful, and that activates a certain part of the mind that's very low IQ, it's reactive, it's not proactive, it's violent, it's immature, it looks for authority to take care of them, it's not independent, it's more dependent. And the subconscious not only repeats the physical acts that it sees, just like the Gone in 60 Seconds example, it repeats, mirrors, and mimics and emulates the emotional impacts. So as a child sees dark image after negative image after dark image after fearful image, the child leaves the theater and the subconscious says very simply, I have assessed your environment. I have decided and come to the conclusion that you live in a dark, negative and fearful environment and the subconscious is in charge of your survival so the subconscious says again okay we live in a dark fearful and negative environment which means you it's very dangerous for you to act out in a positive forward and progressive way so what it what the subconscious does is inhibits any sort of forward thinking, forward progressing, or forward evolution of the child, keeping the child in the negative and fearful state becomes the most protective adaptation the subconscious can manufacture to keep the child safe inside that particular environment. In short, what that means is that your subconscious understands clearly that the most dangerous role for you to play in a dark, negative, and, you know, fearful environment is to be happy, is to be positive, is to be evolved and forward-thinking. Because the subconscious knows that if you're the opposite of your, tr uh, of your fellow tribesmen, that the fellow tribesmen have a greater propensity and a greater chance or percentage of attacking or even, you know, ostracizing you from the tribe. And the subconscious would never let that happen. The subconscious will mimic and emulate and mirror and copy the emotional essence of the movies it sees. Watch, start watching your movies and TV shows and rank them in charge of emotional general impact. Don't worry about the characters. Don't worry about the theme of that. Don't worry about the particulars of that show. The actual story. Is it negative? Is it fear-based? Is it dark? Is there killing? Is there murder? Is there blood? 
and the people who rule us know the effect of those themes, those patterns, those vibrations, those frequencies, because the subconscious mind will copy anything to fit in. Even if the tribe is negative, even if it's dark, if it's a murderous tribe, the subconscious has no moral or ethical compass, which means if it gets tons and frequent murderous rampage based impacts which is what all the shows are about negative problems and constant crisis all the time the subconscious will simply manufacture behavior for that child which will always be negative always be fearful i can tell the exact household environment and the exact shows watched by people who live in constant crisis. I'll tell you one thing, out of my experience with about 500 self-sabotage clients all around this planet, I've narrowed down that the most damaging thing to watch for any child is soap operas, especially the days of our lives, especially the young and the restless. And I'll explain that more inside the program I'm going to be running at the end of October. And again, there's no real details. Just go into jchristoff.com, drop your email in there. We'll get you on the email list so that you can, you know, come into this cheap educational course where I'm going to teach you how to be rich, how to be thin, how to be healthy by learning how your subconscious mind is hacked by your human farmers for complete disaster And then I'm going to make you the hacker. I'm going to teach you to write the code. Uh, This part of the brain, (laughs) you can't, if you don't know the code, (laughs) you're not getting it. Trust me, you cannot, you have to know how to write code of the subconscious to reprogram it so that you just walk the walk and talk the talk. And you're not, I can, I can program your subconscious never to crave pizza. I can program it never to accept a job less than a hundred bucks an hour, whatever you're looking for. I can make sure you know exactly how to make that happen. So I hope you enjoy this little talk about the subconscious mind. And uh, I'm sure you're curious now. So look for that information coming out, going to be coming out soon. And there's, there's definitely a limit on how many people I can get on this zoom call and record it and send it to you. Um, if you have any questions, uh, you can email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. This is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening.